Well, hey there, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of The Change Room with Rod and Leslie. My toes are dancing. We are super excited to be here this week. As usual, what we love to do on this podcast, Rod and I, is talk about change. Talk about big change, talk about small change, and what we love to do the most of all is take big, giant, juicy, meaty topics, and we have a good one this week, and break it down into tiny little bite-sized chunks, all in an effort to help mostly ourselves and then hopefully some of you through the process of change. And so we talk about change, as you guys know, all of the time, but this time we've kind of gone back to basics with this week's topic. We're kind of back in the bus up and asking the question, is change even possible? Oh my. Rod, my friend. This as I was, what do you what do you think? It's such a like it's such an intense topic. Oh, what do you yeah. think? I mean, as I was listening to your introduction, it's no this episode is true and getting right at exactly everything you talked about. We, do, we this is a big meaty topic, and it is the really it is. or you know it, we could start here and we're going to get into like the subconscious, maybe a little mystical. <laughs> Really, the like, I'm can ready. you like fundamentally change, or or is there a, something in us all that just really wants to keep us uh, in our current state? And so we are to do that. We're going to talk about Carl Jung, a psychiatrist from a hundred years ago. We might mention Freud, which is the super common. Uh, everybody knows uh, Sigmund Freud. Um, but we're going to talk a little bit about that, the unconscious. And it's, for me, uh, for both of us, I know, um, this part of, like, you know, we, we want to get to a better, fulfilled place in our lives. You know, we we talk about happiness. We have talked about that. Like, that's ultimately what we're, we're trying to move towards. And there's sometimes there's change that needs to be made. But sometimes, I know, I feel it. It's like, I feel like, oh, I'm getting this thing that, I would have wanted I'm, like I'm getting a success or I'm getting to do things that I think that's what I want to do. But there, there's a side of me, which is an- gets anxious about that. Like, right. Or, or, or stuff comes up. I you know what happens to me, which is odd. It's like, I feel like not well, like maybe I'm, you know, there's health things that are popping up and it's really, I like, is this just my body or my mind kind of trying to keep me in my, in, in like my place um and so can we really make fundamental change so i suppose maybe we'll start with that like we're not talking necessarily about uh you know i want to work out more type j like right. i want to exercise more okay so we can we've, we've dove into that before we're talking to like do we feel like we're ha- living our lives in the way that we is fulfilling and we're in the space that we yes so i mentioned carl Jung. i'm just recently getting into i can't believe that i have a psychology degree from university <laughs> and be very weak <laughs> like i like i must have slept through this cl- the class where they like whatever paper that i had to do on this before i i wasn't paying attention 
Well, there's that saying when the student is ready, the teacher comes. So maybe you're just ready to receive information about Jung now. Like yeah. that's entirely possible. And, and, there's a part of his theory that suggests that you like don't even bother with analysis until you're in your late 30s, early 40s, because you're not baked, you're not cooked enough. You need to you need to cook a little bit, and then you can try and unpack your stuff. Oh, I love that how you said that. Mm-hmm. You know, the, mm-hmm. so I got here's where I got recently exposed to this. I, uh, you know, I'll tell you the whole story. I was listening. It was a Go. month ago, or so, listening on the CBC to uh i can't even remember what it's called but this sunday afternoon they have like these different shows and this this author was being interviewed because he recently wrote a book about called midlife and i'm leslie i'm not telling him in a midlife crisis but i i'm I'm in midlife (laughs) midlife reflection right and so in the guys oh i love midlife reflection (laughs) and and it's accelerated by by you know current events in life that have shifted yeah. my up, you know, what I'm going to be spending my time and energy on. And so yep. this, this title of the book, the, first of all, the, the CBC interview was super interesting and the, the book, um, which I'm going to remember with the help of technology in a second, the author, um, <laughs> uh, anyways, it came, uh, he talks of course about Carl Jung and it's like part of the whole, and I think Carl Jung was like a hundred years ago going through a midlife crisis and did this like, well, back then when if you had money and you had midlife crisis, you went to, uh, you were like institutionalized. Right. <laughs> right. Um, and so, yeah. And th- 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 so I'm just picking up on this reflection that you said, yeah, like you, at a certain age, there's a, you have, you, you come to it because I, if I remember correctly, like when we're younger we get into the things that we're doing and we just dive into it with gusto but then when as life goes on we learn more things and we can see what we've been focusing on is like is that really me like is that really what i want to be doing with my time right and it causes us this angst because then we don't know what else to do with our time and we've like bound ourselves into that pattern so what do we do? And then the, this is the question. Can we really change? So you, Leslie, know it way more than I do about Carl Jung. <laughs> but still only a little bit. A little, but, but still only a little bit. Do you, you want to give just the like introduction to somebody who doesn't know the name or maybe knows less than us? around who called Carl Jung. So this is the, like, this is the me interpretation of Carl Jung, I want to say. Like, I I do not purport to be an expert on him by any stretch of the imagination. I do find him a super fascinating dude, right? Because his whole thing is, this is, again, my understanding, you gotta understand what's going on in your unconscious mind. Mm-hmm. You gotta, you gotta be willing to dig deep into the messages that are coming up. Of course, dream analysis was is big in Jungian therapy. I'm so lucky I have a friend. And when we have a cool dream, we we analyze and he's been doing Jungian analysis for a while. And so I get to, you know, I get to sort of experience it on the periphery. But it's this whole notion that, you know, by following the threads, the breads, the breadcrumbs that your dreams, your unconscious is like daydreaming, I think is accounts as well, that by following those breadcrumbs, you can really start to get a sense of what 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 almost almost to like 
your true self, your authentic self, your purpose. You know, we again organizations that talk about purpose all the time, yeah. but this is like true, like me, my own. What, who do I want to be? Like really, genuinely, when I grow up, who do I want to be, and how do I move through the world? And so he had different archetypes that he would say, you know. Um, play a role in helping us to understand the difference between who we present ourselves to the world in, mm -hmm. what's our shadow side, that side we sort of hide away from others. How does the masculine and the feminine balance within each one of us? What does that look like? Mm -hmm. Not from a gender perspective, but just from a like a true masculine, feminine sort of energy kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. um, and then it's just all about digging, really digging in and understanding that so that you can understand what you really want. And and I, and this is again, now it's super Leslie uh, interpretation mm -hmm. so that you can find your own happy path. Like that's, that's where I take it is understanding what your dreams are telling you so that you can use them as a guide to help you to get to your happy path. So his other big thing is like the collective unconscious that we all have, mm. um, like sort of almost a shared set of memories, a shared set of experiences. Um, and that's really what, allows us to analyze each other's dreams and to to sit down and, and really understand the people we care about and to listen with care and empathy mm -hmm. is this underlying shared experience of humanity um, that that we all have. And so I like that part I find really cool. Mm -hmm. it's, it's I think that's the part of what allows us to relate to one another in such a like I think you and I have to have a pretty like super mapped, collective unconscious experience because mm -hmm. we just have so many experiences together that we're like yeah me too me too mm -hmm. that's right i did that i felt that i experienced that mm -hmm. that to me is a is a bit of a manifestation of of what you what jung might have meant by that and again not an expert yeah. but what he might have meant by that experience of the collective unconscious yeah. so it's pretty like it's it's pretty cool He's a pretty cool dude. I mean, yeah. he did go crazy. He did end up in an asylum. <laughs> he did end up, you know, doing some interesting stuff with the occult. But you got to think for the like occult. he's one of those, I think. Yeah, he was big into the occult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but listen, like if you think about everything that he you don't like, don't don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Yeah. If you think about everything that he was trying to wrap his mind around, of course, he was walking that razor's edge between genius, brilliance, whatever, and insanity, right? Like, I, I, there is a razor's edge there. Yeah. And I think probably towards the end of his life, he was he was dancing between those two states. But uh, like, I, 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 he is a he is a super fascinating dude. Yeah. And he did. And his take is: Should I give the like do the drum roll, please, yeah, yes. as to whether or not he thinks change is possible? Yes. Do you think? Are we ready for that yes. right now? Okay. Jung's take is 100% change is possible. Ooh. Absolutely. It is. Yep. 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 The fruit dude, uh, for those who loved Bill and Ted's excellent adventure, uh, <laughs> Freud would say, um, Freud would say, no, change not possible. You are who you are. You were messed up by your mother and you're stuck. No shade to anyone who loves Freud. Um, although I think he's fairly fallen out of favor nowadays, yeah. but like, so no shade to anyone who loves him, but that's kind of his take. But Jung was like, mm, not having it, Freud. No, yeah. thanks. I, I, I want to believe that change is possible. And then his whole life's work was, how is it possible? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so interesting. So you what do you so think? Okay. As I tell those stories, like, what's, what's your reaction? That's enough of me. What do you think? Well, 
maybe here's my observations, and this is kind of like these blow my mind moments where I, as I've learned about this a little bit more, and then and then I'll t- I'll connect things that you've said to me before too. I'll get I'll start. So for example, the um, another thing that Young is known for is coining the term. I, th- I think he coined the term, but the whole introversion and extroversion. And right. Now we use that to say we label people, which I my my go in thing with Young was like I don't like him because he created the labels. He the archetypes. Oh, that makes sense because I know right. right and right, I hate right, like right, I yes. hate labels. Right. So yeah. oh, it's his fault yeah. that we talk about you know MBTI. You know the Myers Briggs <laughs> was like invented off of yeah, Young's yeah. like whatever. But of course, it's much more than that. But that was my peripheral t- take on it. But I, but as I read more about it, the introversion and extroversion was his reflection to say, like he had to pretend when he he did these very successful speaking tours of the U.S. and in Europe, and um, and he was like showing his extroversion, and he th- he had like a burnout moment, like the, you know, what right was that is like it wasn't him, he he was more wanting to sit and reflect, and he refer to that as introversion and i and in there when i was reading that i was thinking of something that you've told me is like sometimes we we play different roles we have moments and like work is the best example where we are playing a different role actively and and i've never i feel like i've never really been able to do that uh and so this is an example of a change. If I talk about like, could I really change to be to be able to in different scenarios, um, be myself, but then be different, you know, because right. the situation right. demands it. And y- I, I use something that you told me actually is very like because I am a Gemini, and it's like if there's if I astrologically, I I should be able to play two different roles. Uh, right. of that introvert and the extrovert but that so that's something that yeah like he you know talks about how we show up and what we bring to the world as well as, as part of who we are and we can have these different it, it can be still us but we we are expressing ourselves differently in different situations i think um part of what he did was to explain how he was in that but the, I can see the insanity side too, in the sense of like a hundred years ago. Like we have the benefit of of uh, learning from all this theory. Where if you're the one who's right. kind of generating it and putting it down on paper, and there's nobody around you confirming what you're saying, like that's a pretty vulnerable spot to be in. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and you're breaking from your teacher, right? Like he, like he, he broke free from Freud yeah. and was like, no, I'm not having it. Like all of that, like imagine how alone he would have felt. We have the benefit of distance and distance is the is like the best thing oh, for yeah. reflection and reframing and all that. Yeah. But he, he didn't have, uh, he didn't have any of that. But I think one of the things, like I want to pull on the thread of, of labels a little bit in this context as well, because sometimes I think the labels we use on ourselves are, are we're our own worst enemy like if Mm -hmm. we label ourselves as you know i'm an i'm a this or i'm a that i don't like presenting in front of executives or i don't think i have a right to be here i have to justify my existence i have to justify why i'm at the table Mm -hmm. we do that like that 
inner, that's like an inner, and we probably don't ever say those words to ourselves, but there's some kind of message, there's some kind of block in the unconscious that then we, we it becomes self-destructive, right? It becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy yeah. of like, oh yeah, there I, there I went in another meeting where I wasn't able to X, Y, and Z, see, I knew I was no good at that. Yeah. And I, like, I think there's, there's something in this that I find literally magical that if we can get our hands on what those blockers to ourselves are, that we really can start to unpack it and, and, and change it. We can't if we're blind to it. We can't if we yeah. don't let ourselves see it. Um, but if we, if we're really willing to do the work, if we're really willing to dig into it, we can, I think absolutely like I am on team young in this, yeah. I 100% think that we can make change happen. Not that it's easy, like yeah. not that it's a flip a switch kind of situation, but that we absolutely can, yeah. but you gotta be willing to look in the mirror good and hard, Yes, you know, yeah. like, like really look. Yeah. Yeah. So the, um, the Freud isn't the funny stories that or at least i always like reading stories about super famous people who are really like petty and uh <laughs> and jealous so the yeah like young and freud were super tight they shared they hung out they did speaking tours together they shared intimate letters and then when young got to a point where he disagreed with some of freud's stuff freud was like you're done you're dead to me that's right that's <laughs> right I, you nobody can criticize me i am perfect oh, that's uh that's when you know you've gone to like, that's when, you know, we all need someone who's going to be our truth teller. You know what I mean? Yeah. Who says like, um, I think you may be believing your press a little bit too much. Yeah. And it's probably time <laughs> to slow your roll, cool down and like, you know, take a big deep breath. And I, you can see those moments in history where people have stopped having truth tellers around them and, mm -hmm. and what happens, right? Yeah. Like the, the downfall of people when they, they won't listen to yeah. other voices. Oh yeah. So I think the, so I'm with you that we can change. So the, I'm, I'm youngian in that, to use yeah. that term. Um, and, but I think that as we kind of dive into what his, uh, what he talks about is that there's this part of the word that he coined, which is an odd word, but it's individuate individuation, which is, I th mm -hmm. think the best way to describe it is like really getting in touch with yourself. Like what's important for you, for you, like tapping, going into the subconscious, thinking about your dreams, journaling, meditating, like what is it? Re what's really important to you? And my take on this is that it's like, if your change is moving towards your true self, it's possible. Yeah. Question though, because a lot of times the change that we think about is like, I'll say it like, Oh, you know, I might be more successful in my life if I could have these higher prestigious roles. And to do that, I would need to be, you know, super outgoing and constantly building relationships with all these people and work and everything right right that's what i want to change to but if that's not towards my true self right can i make that change it, like i don't yeah even, but I, I don't even know what yet what my true self is but like just imagine <laughs> you know what it, like that the distinction is is can you change to anything because it, it's a, some uh outcome you want or is the change that's possible is to get to move towards what's truly 
your values, like your true self. It's so cool. Or like, here's where I think language really matters, right? Like, are we just talking short-term change? Like, I'm not asking yeah, you, yeah. but I'm saying like rhetorically, like, can we make a short-term change that isn't aligned to our true selves? Absolutely, we can. But can we make mm, a lasting, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. lifetime change that's not aligned to our true selves? I think it's probably more and more difficult. But I think, so when I think of individuation, I think of it as becoming our whole our whole selves, like the full manifestation of everything that Rod is and can be in the universe. Mm -hmm. Like it's 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 whole you in all of your power, in all of your magical, like accepting who you are, knowing what your strengths are, living with those strengths, making the most of everything who you are as a person mm -hmm. is is how I think about individuation. And I think it's a process. I think otherwise known as the work, I think it's the process that we're all on until like, I will be on this process until the day I die. Mm -hmm. Like I, I will, I want to keep learning and keep thinking about full, full realized me until the day I die. Mm -hmm. Cause I just think it's like super interesting. So I don't, I, I think it's an eternal kind of quest, you know, mm -hmm. I don't think it's a thing that you're like, you turn 50 and you get answers and then <laughs> off you go right. and so uh, to me this is my interpretation i think it is a i think it is a an eternal like for our lifetime eternal mm -hmm. uh like it is a lifetime it's the lifetime work like that that is it and I, and i think that the more we're willing to do it and the more we're willing to work with someone where we can this is where i think and you've i mean you know how deeply i believe in finding a great therapist mm -hmm. but like this is where having a really great therapist to help you with this um, can accelerate it for you. You know what I mean? One, yeah. I, I don't. And then the other question is, can one do it on one's own? That might be a different, that might be a different topic Ooh. for a different day. But I think with a with a really great therapist, one can accelerate understanding where one's blocks are and you mm -hmm. know where where the shadow side is taking us that we might not uh, we might not be able to see ourselves. Yeah. But, that's like, that's my take on individuation. And to me, like a parent's job, and I don't have kids, so it's easy for me to say this, is setting their younglings up mm -hmm. for the process of individuation mm -hmm. so that they can find their whole true selves and they can be the most realized, actualized, whatever language you want to use, mm -hmm. version of themselves. Mm -hmm. You know, like that's the, that's the real magic. How do we set people up so they, they can be on that journey? Yeah. You know? Yeah. That is so true. But yeah, There's I, a lot. Uh, I will. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. So here's, I, I've heard this before, this, but I kind of, I'm agreeing with this now. Like the, this is deep. Okay. Purpose of life. What's our purpose? And I've heard this before, like Eckhart Tolle kind of stuff is like, our purpose is to constantly striving yeah. to understand what our purpose is. Like, which sounds so circular. Um, but in essence, that's what I was thinking when you were talking. Like, it is a journey. It's an it's the life journey is to continually be reflecting and think, and kind of having these deep self conversations. Yeah. Um, and, but so okay, I'm gonna pull back from the depth there and bring, I the, the, even like <laughs> bring uh, us back to practicality. Do the, it, Rod. Do it. Do it. <laughs> there is a thing that undeniable is we. Um, of that there is an element of self-reflection whether it's 
and and I think journaling is super important. And and even I I consider myself a journaler, and I was looking at my journal, and like months, years go by when important stuff is happening, and I'm not writing anything down. So I think mm. most people aren't probably journaling, but there is a I'm call not. to action in the sense of like if if whether it's that or something else, but the self reflection on a regular basis seems to be very important yeah. to further the cause of self-awareness and uh um yeah i think that it's the other thing is the subconscious it's like i am totally i grew up black and white didn't believe in anything <laughs> like that wasn't right you couldn't prove in, in a formula but there is this element of trusting your subconscious trusting what your feel is without being able to explain your it. intuition yeah yeah and uh oh i think there's a topic coming up on intuition as well i'm excited oh, for that yeah. one. Oh yeah there could <laughs> be you know the the um you know malcolm gladwell famously wrote this book called blink which kind of i think tries to right. get into like people how we make decisions just based on all the knowledge that we have in our which is our intuition but we were to take it, we would approach it differently. This is just like trusting your subconscious, trusting uh, what is coming out of you and, and uh, going, you know, following that, that guidance, your internal guidance. Because Jung would probably say you also, you're not just connecting to your own experience, you're connect, you can tap into the collective unconscious if one is. Yeah smart about these things, you know what I mean? So I think, I, I don't know, I feel like there is so, so feel like there's a lot more we could talk about. Yes. I feel like we have like a, our very first like little mini series yes. uh, uh, that goes back to basics on is change even possible and all the different back to basics ways that we can think about this. But I'm so glad we're in the same boat of the yes camp because it would be super awkward <laughs> if we got to this point and one of us said, nobody, nope, nope, no thanks, change. And one of us was like, two thumbs up, change. Yeah, so thank right. goodness we're on the same page on this one, my friend. <laughs> Good. Though I like just to add to, for, for anybody who might be uh, in the no-ish camp, there is something where... You know, it's hard to remember how we were ten years ago or twenty years ago. We, we cannot. We we have images mm. of how we were, but we've changed in ways that that just becomes then, like, once whatever you've done has changed is embedded into your habits, you don't see it anymore. It's just kind of what you do and who you are, and so it's hard to recognize uh, that that's the parts where we have changed and evolved. Yeah, that's the power of journaling, I think, is to look back at the you that, you know, that was and then compare to the, to yeah. the you you are now. Yeah. It, that's like that is super, a super powerful or to just have friends for a really long time who say things like, I can't believe you're even doing X, Y yeah. and Z. I didn't even know you were an early warning swimmer or, yeah. a, you know, a renovator of homes or whatever, you yeah. know, have friends around long enough who can be that reflector for you is also, That's I think, right. another great way to do it. Who will be honest with you? Yeah. That's the magic. Yeah. This is so juicy. I'm so glad. I'm so glad whatever uh, tweaked for you in your current readings around young. I'm so yeah. I'm so glad it did. This is such I, a juicy conversation today. Yeah, it was good. I'll put the uh, name of the book in the little notes for the episode when we put it up. And I'm excited. Amazing. 
This is good. I look forward to part two. Me too. Me too. Okay, everybody. Have a great day and a great week. And we'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Thanks, Rod. Bye.